Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to talk soft because <laughs> the, the level of my voice in these interviews you're about to hear is so big so loud, um, so abrasive. I wanted to prove that I could also talk gently as well. <laughs> um, there's been a couple of weeks since the last episode. Apologies for that. The reason being just the chaos of life. Um, I ended up doing five festivals back to back on the bounce. Uh, all of them were amazing, um, but it just meant that between those amazing times in Spain with no effects in Austria for SBAM, uh, the UK slam dunk and download, Denmark, Copenhagen and France Hellfest. Amongst all of that, there was very little time to sit down, edit the interviews, record the introductions and get them out. So yeah, that's why uh, it's been a couple of weeks since the last episode. I do hope you had the chance to check out the last episode though, as it's a very important one to me. Uh, and the feedback to it has has been really lovely. Um, it was recorded several weeks back, uh, and then just a couple of weeks ago, the the guest that I had on the show passed away. Um, so this was was very much the the last interview that he did. Um, so very strange circumstances, very sad circumstances. But it was important for me to put out the conversation and to. I guess, help keep his memory alive, share his stories, celebrate his work because he was an incredible photographer um, and really just, you know, highlight and celebrate and showcase what a wonderful man he was as well. So Mick Hudson, uh, renowned, revered, hugely successful photographer uh, to the stars. Mick Hudson was my guest on episode 288 of Life in the Stock. So if you're yet to hear that, please do go back and check it out. Uh, And yeah, rest in peace, Mick. On a more optimistic note, I have three, not one, not two, but three really fun conversations to share with you for this week's episode. Uh, All of them were recorded live at Copenhagen in Copenhagen um, just a couple of weeks ago. And the guests in the live interviews you're about to hear are uh, Hailstorm. We had the whole band on for a Q&A with them. So we had Josh, Joe, RJ, and Lizzie. Uh, also had a chat with my good friend, former touring buddy, 
and all-round legend, Zach Wilde. It was great seeing him. I want to give a big shout-out to Zach and to Phil and to Talina as well. Uh, they took such good care of me, both at Copenhagen and Hellfest. I got to watch Pantera on the stage both nights, and it was just magic. Whatever your thoughts about you know that band and, and the incarnation of the band that's out on the road at the moment, if you love that music and you just even a part of you wants to hear those songs live, then I cannot recommend it enough. And if they do bring that tour over to the UK, or you're listening from somewhere else and they're, they're coming to a town or city near you, do yourself a favor, put your reservations to the side and just go and see it, and you will be blown away. It is a celebration of the legacy of that band. And it was just ferocious and incredible. So thank you to Zach. Thank you to Phil. Thank you to Talina for taking care of me out there. Uh, I also want to say a huge thank you to Darren Edwards and to Toke and Jens and Andreas and everybody at the the Copenhagen Festival team. Uh, Also the Copenhagen Con team as well. Thomas and Maria in particular, just lovely lovely people everybody took such great care of me out there and i had such a fun time Uh, i do hope to go back if you've never been and you're you know i think in the uk we have some of the best festivals in the world there's no denying that but i always enjoy getting further afield and experiencing festivals in in europe i find they're a little bit more manageable the sites you can kind of just wander around and get everywhere really easy the cool thing that Copenhagen does, which Hellfest also does, is they have two main stages right next to each other. And so you just literally go from one to the next to the next, back and forth all day. Um, then they do have the smaller stages as well. But you can basically just spend all day sandwiched between these two stages, turning from the left to the right. And then they even have, after the main headliner they have like a post headline act so the music goes on till about two in the morning but yeah the site was awesome the team was awesome the lineup this year was awesome and i just had an incredible experience out there so thank you to everybody for making me feel so welcome um and thank you to all the bands who took the time to do live q a's with me as well um there's three lined up for this episode a wicked chat with all the guys in hailstorm zach wilde and mr Corey taylor as well so i'm basically just going to play all three of those in a row um the Corey one does end rather abruptly and i'll i'll jump on at the end and tell you why that's the case um but for now i think we'll just roll into these three interviews let them play back to back you can enjoy them all in succession and then uh, i'll see you again at the end for a little wrap so here it is life in the stocks episode 289 my live q and a's from Copenhagen Festival 2023. Enjoy. I met these guys 13 years ago, um, and I was at their very first European headline show in Birmingham, my hometown. There was about 500 people there. It was an amazing night, and to have witnessed the growth and the evolution of this band over the last 13 years has been one of the distinct honors of my life and career and they're just the best people the best band i love them very dearly and i'm very excited to be here with them today and to be here with you so please if they're close join me in welcoming to the stage rj josh joe and lizzie from hailstorm hugs and hugs 
Just what you're gonna you're all gonna fit on the couch. Amazing. Do we have microphones? We only have three, so hopefully two of you don't mind sharing. The, the bass player is indeed a mic. They do say Sh never give the drummer a mic, so <laughs> always give the drummer a mic if the drummer is RJ Hale. Oh well. So yeah, thirteen years ago we met. That's so crazy. And I, I can't even believe like we were talking about it backstage, like it's been thirteen years already and it went by really quick. It also seems like a couple different lifetimes. So. Oh, no, I was only nine years old. Right? Yeah. Wild. Don't do the math. Don't Wild. And for me, it's been really wonderful because I haven't always been a part of the journey. There's been times when our paths have intersected. There's been other times when we've diverged for a year or two. But I've always been on the sidelines kind of rooting for you guys. And just to kind of get the brains ticking and start off with a really hard question, uh -oh. I would like to know... Over the last 12 years, you've done so much. You've shared the stage with icons. You've recorded and, and, and you know, formed bonds with so many of your heroes. You've you know, achieved so much. I want each of you to kind of share with me perhaps one highlight of the journey so far from all of the magic and, uh, and majesty of the trip. What for each of you has been one of the absolute crowning moments so far? Uh, we just had a good, a good one. We found out yesterday. Um, uh, a buddy of ours is reading the uh, Geezer Butler book that just came out, and he he like dropped our name in it because we uh, I think it was August 2009 Atlantic City we played with Heaven and Hell with Ronnie J James Dio and the Sabbath Boys, and uh, it turned out to be Ronnie's last show ever, and we were just there for that show to open up, and and he was talking about you know and there was a Ronnie and I were watching this really good opening band Hailstorm, and we were talking about how we wanted to bring him on tour again, and then. You know, Ronnie got ill and passed away, and I, we didn't know that. I didn't know that that conversation happened. And I, I didn't even know he remembered our band name. Yeah, so. I can't believe he remembered us. <laughs> so very cool. Yeah, that's a recent one. Um, there have been so many. Um, I think that uh, every time that we come over here and we see you guys and and the way that you live, eat, breathe live music and 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 heavy music, um, always blows our mind. I think that there's always this kind of rite of passage every time we return. Like, do you think they're still gonna like us? Do you think they're still gonna come to the shows? And then you guys show up every single time and it's more and more every single time. So it's been beautiful to see that kind of growth. Um, also, you know, touring with Alice Cooper was, didn't, that didn't suck, that didn't suck. Uh, James and Lars from Metallica were side stage for our performance at Download. I know that. So yeah. I'm so glad nobody told yeah. me. Well, we didn't know, thankfully, because uh, that whole show out the window, if that were the case. I saw some pictures from the state. My mic is notably louder than everybody else's. And, um, maybe it's just my booming voice. Uh, I saw some pictures from your show at Download um, and, it, and the size of a crowd like that. How hard is it to be present in the moment whilst performing, putting on a show, and not being overwhelmed by the entire thing. Like, there's so much mentally going on. How do you try and tune into that moment? Like, obviously, right now, we can tune into this, and this is a beautiful, intimate moment. But when it's something of that scale, how do you retain presence? Oh, we, we don't. We, we, we no. lose our minds, and we get overwhelmed. No recollection. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it is kind of a blacking out situation. Um, uh, for me... If I feel myself starting to get like excited and overwhelmed, it's it's still that's a beautiful high. Like I love that, but I will start picking out people's faces and you know even the ones in, like 
back there, and then and then and then yeah, you'll do something like that. You'll be like, yeah, and like you, and you're like me, and I'm like, yeah, woo, okay. So then we have well, you can still have those intimate moments with individual people and just start looking at people and like, do you know I'm looking at you? You know I'm looking at okay, cool, yeah. We're, we, we're connecting, so I don't know. That's a trick. Bonding. That I, we're bonding, guys. Josh, I'm not letting you get away. What about you? Standout moment. All right, standout moment. Uh, the. Uh, Watching Metallica like after we played that that whole day was was nuts, um, and uh, okay. So I'm also a, a big F1 like just motorsport fan have been my whole life, and uh, and RJ and I got to do an interview with the the announcer for the Formula One races, and it, it was really cool because like I'm giddy talking about like motorsports with with Crofty, but then Crofty is like. A fan of us, and he he seems getting me down. We're just like, oh, <laughs> no, no, but you oh, sounds you. like a really good interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> terrible, it's a terrible interview. We're, no, You're awesome. no, I, I haven't seen the interview posted, so obviously it wasn't a good interview. <laughs> but it was a great experience, but and that's a, what a counts. Great experience, and uh, but that that whole day was just a whirlwind, and um, and playing in front of that many people, nuts. The the only thing that saved us was like we rehearsed our asses off for months prior sort of so that it, it could feel as involuntary as possible yeah. because we knew <laughs> when we got up there everything goes out the window and but yeah that that whole day was 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 massive yeah all our career highlights have been from the past uh two weeks <laughs> that's right good job well that, that's just our memory still going. that's all, all we have left yeah and we've still got tonight to go so yeah. let's write what some more happen? chapters in the book tonight happen? more memories um the last time i saw you perform pre-download was you were on the evening with hailstorm tour in the UK. Uh, I'm not sure if you brought that over to mainland Europe and Scandinavia or not. If you didn't, you definitely should. The guys did two sets in one night. They came out, they performed kind of Nirvana unplugged style, doing acoustic tunes, telling stories, and then they flipped and did the full electric rocking set. There's only a few times in my life that I've done this, but I caught you in Glasgow and I loved it so much. I was like, I've got to come to a show in like two more days. That very rarely happens for me because there's so many shows and it's like, you know, I want to try and see as many different tours as possible. But in that moment, I was like, I have to see this show again. Tell us a little bit about the preparation leading into that tour and then just the enjoyment that you all got from stripping it back in that way and, and showcasing a whole different side to the band that I love to see. I know everybody in the crowd really loved to see it and it looked like you were having a wonderful time up there. Um, it's it's a beautiful thing when you can get past the the handshake, get past the hello, we're hailstorm, um, and when you do something like an evening with, um, you get to show all these different sides of yourself because you're not limited to just a certain amount of set time. So you're trying to cram everything all in. Um, so we could really take our time and and. Um, and and put the show together in a different way every single night. We were mixing up the set every night because there were people that were coming to shows like like yourself, multiple shows. We were like, well, we have to give them more, you know. So yeah, we were learning a different cover for every city we were in. Just kind of put we'd put stuff together that afternoon and be like, all right, here we go. Let's see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Don't fuck up. That's <laughs> what we say every night, but there yeah. are always That's fuck ups. Yeah. The Glasgow one was special too. We played the uh, the Proclaimers. 
And they, they went. I would walk 500 miles. Yeah, if you've never been in a room packed full of metal fans that are all singing, I would walk 100. You haven't lived. That was just amazing. Because we didn't. The floor was shaking as well because it was an old ballroom venue, so it had wooden springy floors, and the whole floor was like a trampoline. Yeah, that was wild. That was fun. That was a good one. I, I, I love doing stuff like that, especially um, considering that, I don't know, it, it's just fun. You get to do all of these different songs. We got to take requests. We got to play really deep cuts that we know that m- a lot of you want to hear. But if we're playing a festival like this, it's like, well, do we put that one in or do we put the song in that everybody knows? So it was really cool to see like the diehard Hailstorm fans that like know all of the tunes and we'll bring something out that we haven't played in like 10 years, you know, and everybody, like, that's my favorite song. So I, I don't know, that was fun. We were supposed to bring it over here to mainland yeah. Europe, but we got, it was too close to COVID and it was logistically impossible, like literally couldn't. So it was like, well, we can go to UK, I guess. Yeah. We'll do it though. Yeah. We'll come back. One of these we'll days. We'll bring it here. Yeah, yeah I can. I can see you guys evolving that show and continuing to do different iterations of it over, you know, however many years uh, lie in front of us all. One thing I loved as well about watching you in that format, but in all formats, including this right now, is there's not many bands who've been friends since they were kids and have all stayed together. Mm-hmm. You know, so often fallouts occur, ego slides in, musical directions cause arguments, you know, members are interchangeable. There's so few bands that have been together as long as you guys have that have retained all original members, uh, and I know a huge part of that is because of the genuine relationships that you share, the bonds, the connection, the history. I wonder if you wouldn't mind shedding a little bit of light on how that really kind of plays into what Hailstorm does and how you operate, both creatively and also, you know, just as a uh, an operation. Um, I think for me, especially, you know, Little Bro and I, before we... No, wait, you guys are related? Yeah, well, so... What? For those of you who don't know, that's my little brother. Um, Why hasn't anyone told me this? And when we met... You mean I wasn't adopted? Rats. Like an episode I always part. hoped, but she, no. She didn't say that. You are I, not adopted. I'm, you are not. I'm not saying you're not adopted. Please, but, please, let me be adopted. Um, but when we first met Joe and Josh, that was when our lives changed. Because before we met Joe and Josh, we had a couple, like... Aw. But, well, we had a couple kids in the band, and they would either be, uh, they they didn't want to practice. It was too hard. They didn't want to drive to the gigs. They didn't they didn't want to, uh, you know, be better. And um, so, that, and so, and then some of them, like, would come in the band, and then the pa- their parents would be like, no, you're out of the band. So we It's worth putting out this time, you two are also kids as well, right? We, we're also kids, but. <laughs> but last year. Just looking for kids to join the band. We were looking for, yeah, no, we were also Child kids. Child labor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, but with with RJ and I, we we literally would after we would lose like a member, he would be in the band for like six months, quit the band. One was in for like one month, quit the band. And I remember turning to little bro, being like, "Are we nuts for trying to do this?" Because he and I were obsessed. Like we're like we're a band, we're hailstorm. We're gonna see how far we can take this. Um, what's next? What's next? What's next? And so when we finally met Joe and Josh they were the same as us. They were just like, yes, we're obsessed and like, we're going to do this. And so all of a sudden, 
I don't know. It was, it was like anything was possible. Um, and, and nothing was impossible uh, for us to do. And so um, we, we, felt, we felt like we were a band for the first time when we first met. And, uh, and we really haven't changed much. Um, we're still very immature. Um, the fart jokes are very much alive still in hailstorm. Um, if we haven't talked about boobs or ass by noon, it's just going to be a bad day. Um, so great we, but great I, day so far. But, but yeah, yeah it's, been a, it's been a fantastic it's day so far. It's going to be a good show. Yeah. <laughs> we, we learned a few words in, in Danish. Um, Please but, shout one, just one. This, <laughs> Moss. 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 Uh, and uh, Alphonse. And then, and then what was the... Balabank. Yeah. Are they getting it right? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> so so. <laughs> no. But that I th- lied. <laughs> I, I think the main thing and we don't really question the fact that we've been together, we still like each other. It's kind of weird because we don't know many bands. I can probably count on less than one hand, you know. Um, how many bands are like us? We're like, oh we still actually hang out. We love hanging out together. Like we we party it up every day off together and um, I fought Josh in my dream last night yeah you did fight Josh in a dream I blashed his head right into the into a wall and he started punching me yeah so we 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 only fight in our dreams it was great but but we know how to we know how to now, see now we now we actually are gonna have a beef now I've started something oh no yeah well fuck you Josh but he, he was winning until he got woken up. And then he, yeah, it was bullshit. And He's then he realized pissed. it was all a dream and that would never happen in real life. <laughs> Except, Ever. Except for today. We'll find out. We'll find out on stage. Um, but one, one thing that I know that we do with each other is that if there are problems, because problems happen, it's not like we're happy all the time. It's most of the time. 95% of the time we're just having a good time all the time um but uh but sorry i was trying to do rj's joke 60 percent of the time we have a great time all the time time. um but you know how to work through problems we're all brutally honest with each other you know if if someone's screwing up but we also know how to keep things together and not destroy the band or our friendships over stupid mistakes or things or maybe you know things that need to be talked about so really it's like a marriage communication is key communication is key yeah speaking of communication i could literally talk to you guys all day and it's been many years since we've sat down like this but i don't want to hog up the time i want to share this moment with all of you so i'm going to break the fourth wall come down on the floor who would like to ask hailstorm a question i'm going to go straight to the man at the back because he was fastest with his hands in the air What's your name and what is your question? So the mic is hot, as we like to call it loud, so come in softly. Hello, my name is Jonas. Hi, Jonas. Hi, Jonas. Um, you guys, uh, especially you, Lizzie, you were recently surprised, I think, me and most of us, by sh- making a song with Avatar. And I'm kind of curious in, like, how that went by and how you guys ended up creating the song. Um, well, I think that uh, Johannes put it really well, where he said to me... He said, well, Avatar is a metal band that leans hard rock. And we're a hard rock band that leans metal. So when we first got together for that collaboration, I'm an Avatar fan. I love them so much. Um, So I was like fangirl. I was like, oh, you want to work with me? Yes, whatever you want to do, let's do it. Um, But the beautiful thing is that I got to let loose and lean more into 
the, my metal side uh, because they gave me the opportunity to do so. So I got to be a little angry <laughs> and, and, and show this other side of myself because they gave me that opportunity. Um, and we just, we performed it for the, for the very first time in Switzerland um, last week. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> <Green tea. laughs> like, that festival looks beautiful. Man. It's so gorgeous. gorgeous. But right but in the yeah, of the Alps. I, I would know. do it again. And uh, we ha- and I told all the boys in Avatar like we need to tour together now. So yeah, that that show we had uh, a lot of fun with Avatar afterwards, and we're just we're kind of uh, cut from the same cloth. Uh, they're a band that's been the same. Yeah. For forever, just like us, and yeah, we just were uh, we had a bonding experience. Yeah, we we were talking a lot about how like it it is a family when you're in a band, and and they were so surprised by us in that same conversation we just had. Like, oh, you're all still friends? Well, we're all still friends too, but every band that we tours with hates each other, you know. So so we're like, we have to tour together so we can all just have fun together, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it. Okay, I think we have time for three more questions. I'm going to come to you in the middle there. Careful, Matt. I know, right? It's the rocking chair. He's a really rocking. I'm pretty sure you get this all the time, but what's the best concert you've ever played? The the best concert we've ever played, hopefully tonight. Mm, yeah. Um, that's that's. I mean, the last one we played was pretty good. The last one was good. That was fun. That was fun. That was a good one. I think we're always constantly saying that, like, like you're, I feel like you're only as good as your last gig, and so we're constantly trying to, whatever happened the night before, it's like, okay, how can we make that better? So hopefully this is the best yeah. show we've ever played. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully this is our new um, best show tonight. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's hard because if you're talking about um, perfection, um, that doesn't always make it fun you know the most of our most fun gigs are when everything is going wrong and you have to figure out how to you know keep the train on the tracks <laughs> I, I don't fuck up i'm just being human yeah yeah yeah, yeah. perfectly imperfect right mm-hmm. yes it's, it's called jazz <laughs> it's, it's art lizzie it's art yeah Again, that's the sign of a class band, though. I think sometimes when something happens, you see certain bands get so thrown and they scramble to kind of bring it back, whereas other bands who are perhaps a bit more comfortable in those situations can kind of go, ah, well, we fucked up here, but it's funny. let's see where it goes. We have a move, Josh and I, if I ever fuck up and yeah, he looks at look me, for it tonight. I'm, just like, I'm just like, we I look, look behind me like it's my guitar tech's fault. And like then someone else okay. made the mistake. Yeah, like, so if you see us on stage... Yeah, yeah. We're, we're looking at whoever just made Yeah, yeah. It wasn't mistake. us. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't us. Me. I feel like that's a good tip for any mistakes in life. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we've got two more questions. We're going to go to you and then you at the back to finish it off. Sorry, dude. Nikki dropped my stick. What is your name and occupation? <laughs> oh, hi. I'm uh, Freya. Hi, Freya. Thank you. And, um... I don't do anything right now. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Love that. Love that for you. That's awesome. Um, I just saw that you, that Valbeat announced uh, you coming to tour with them. And, of course, in Denmark, we like our biggest export right now is Valbeat. <laughs> so how did that, like, got to... Because I'm like, I think that Hailstorm is bigger than Valbeat, but... <laughs> <You're sweet. laughs> um, 
I don't know. I don't know. Well, we're we were looking for a summer tour because of something or another that happened, and uh, and they asked us to do Canada, and we haven't been to Canada in years, and there's some U.S. dates. Kind of, yeah. we dip down, you know, get out of America's top hat for a second and get into the states. But yeah, if they're ask, if they ever ask, we're like, hell yeah, we love yeah. Volbeat. We we've been we've been fans of Vol, for of Volbeat for many years, so this is just kind of us ticking that off of the bucket list, you know? So then they asked us to play. We're like, absolutely. This is so great. Like, we finally get to tour together. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Lady Burger. Yes, sir. Final question of the day is for you. Fire away. Yeah. Hi, guys. It's uh, really an honor to meet you because I'm not from in Denmark. I'm from Nepal. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, it's a long way. Oh, it's a long way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, actually, you guys are really amazing, and you are doing a lot of tours. And uh, I saw that uh, you did a South Asian tour in Japan. Like, uh, mm. what do you think about other Asian countries like Nepal? Do you have any plans? Um, we, we would love to come to Nepal. Um, that's do, still on our bucket you, list. Do you know any booking agents there? <laughs> any promoters? Yeah, yeah there you go. I did, right, one of these. I did one of these with Phil Collin from Death Leopard yesterday, and it was a very similar situation. Some guy was from Malaysia or somewhere, and he said, will you come and play? He said, well, if you know the booking agent, make the call. Make the call, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're, we're definitely planning on it. There's, there's uh, quite a few um, Asian countries that we have not experienced yet. Um, really, it's only been in well, We're not planning Japan. it, but we want to. Yeah. So. Oh, no, I'm planning on it. Oh, you're planning on it? Yeah, I'm planning on it. Sweet. Yeah, I'm putting right, it We'll, we'll I'm be there it. next month. I'm going to be Okay. Oh, awesome. See? So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so what we have to do is sneak into the festival. Yes. Maybe, stuff. maybe we can string an Asian tour together, and we've, taught, we've played with The Who. And they have the Who Mongolia, yeah, the Who Fest in Mongolia, and we really want to go there. So maybe, maybe yeah. this is the beginning of something. Yeah, you Someday made it happen, my friend. Well done. And set and the wheels in motion. <laughs> and in support, Gua. Oh yes, absolutely. Yes. But but you you are like the real rock fan for traveling all this way to come and see all of our uh, our bands and and so so much respect for that because I don't know if I would do that for my favorite bands so ending on a triple mic situation over there Um, guys as always absolutely an honor and a pleasure to be in your presence Nothing but love and respect for you and everything you, you do. Uh, thank you so much to you guys as well for coming out and taking the time. Missing yeah, bands so to join the conversation. Yeah. One more time, make some noise for House Storm. Thank you, Thank you. That was Matt Stock, everyone. Uh, I believe you're going to do some photos now, if that's all right. Oh, so, sweet. Darren, if you want to take over from here, thank you very much, guys. Hey guys. gentlemen look who just arrived and oh my what's going on gang a man who needs no introduction but let's give him one anyway his father's oh, that wild right. everybody yes, yes, yes. 
right, good to see everybody. Good to see everybody. So, shippy shipwreck, what's going on here? Dude, the last time we saw each other, I was just telling them, was just before the world shut down, weeks before, maybe even days, Zach Sabbath, we were on the road. Uh, yep, we did that gig in Paris. Uh, Bruce Dickinson was at that show. And then, uh, yes, and then the world shut down. And then I was able to torture my wife for the next two years. <laughs> she was strapped up with me, man. Two years. That's right. It's me. Every day I'd wake up with her. I'd go, you're the lucky winner. <laughs> you know, but yeah, so that was two years of that. <laughs> Poor woman. Poor friggin' woman. There was a time as well during that weird period where it seemed like none of this would ever return. And, and so the fact that it has is so awesome, isn't it, to be in fields again with people who, like us, love live music obviously to get to play it as well again must be a blessing and it must feel really good i mean it was kind of funny i mean you know during a i mean since i you know since i started with ozzy when i was 19 to now you know now that i mean well my liver and my pancreas is in dog years so it's about 823 years old but i mean no i mean those two years that we were home during the pandemic that was like the longest i'd been home for me, I, I loved every second of it. You know, there's people like, oh, man, you must be playing live. You must miss going. No, I didn't miss it at all. I, I enjoyed every second of being home. But, being uh, a dad, right? Yeah. You know, so I'm always, and I, I mean, I love what I do. But, I mean, but to be home, it was nice. But, I mean, uh, but, no, we're loving, you know, this is what we all, we all love hanging out, going to shows and seeing things. You know, so I'm, I'm. Glad everything's rolling again, and then you know we're all hanging out tonight, and then celebrating Diamond Vinny with uh, you know, with Rex and Phil. It's great, love it. So let's let's go in on Pantera. When does the conversation become a real conversation? Because I've known you for years, and it always seems to get brought up in every interview you do. You know, like if that ever was to happen, do you think you'd maybe step in? And when did it become a real? possibility that Pantera was going to you know be a band again in this form and you were going to get together and, and get out and, and you know do shows when did the idea become reality um well like I said it's always been it was always on the table you know whether we were going to celebrate the guys and stuff like that and and all you know all the mountains that Pantera conquered but uh I, I just always told the fellas I said well Zach would you want to honor Dime, you know, if we ever put this thing together. This is when Vinny was still alive. So I was just like, well, of course. I, You know, like, like why would I ever say no? You know what I mean? I, I mean, it's just like Eric Clapton not honoring Jimi Hendrix and when Nolan Mitch wanted to go out and honor Jimmy's, and, and honor Jimmy's greatness. So uh, that's the way I always looked at it. So, um but, yeah, so uh, Phil called me up one night, and he was like, Zach, I think we're, we're thinking about doing this. Like, we called Charlie, and, you know, Charlie wants to do it, and this and that. Would you want to do it? So I was like, of course I would. You know, so it was that easy. So just tell me when you want me to show up. Just tell me the songs I got to learn, and I'll learn them. And that's that. That easy. You know, I mean, as far as putting it together. You know, I mean, I was never going to say. It wasn't a matter of if I'll do it. It's a matter of when I'll do it. You know what I mean? What about the first rehearsal? Tell us about that. Going into the room, the kind of emotions and excitement, and and then playing as 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 a, as a foursome for the first time. Well, yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, actually, us playing these songs, it was just like, wow, this is pretty cool, you know. So, uh, yeah, definitely the first rehearsals out in New Orleans. So, um, 
but then getting a set together and everything like that. So, uh, no, the, the whole this whole experience has been just amazing. You know, I mean, just kind of like how Diamond Vinny, you know, everything they did was just they would blow it out and everything would be a, an amazingly great time. So it's just a continuation of them. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think, uh, and, you know, everybody, you know, when we're up there playing, everybody's just, it just bringing back for all the people that have seen it in the past, just bringing back, it's just a flood of awesome memories, you know, taking a trip down memory lane and all the, for the younger kids that have never seen Pantera and they just know about the legend of Pantera, you know, just kind of like, for me, I never got a chance to see Led Zeppelin. So uh, it'd be like, you know, Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, and John Paul Jones getting out there with Jason and then going, wow, this is so cool, you know, because I, I never got a chance to see the original band. So it's kind of a bit of that, you know what I mean? Because of the legend of Pantera. And then, you know, so is it the guys stopped playing in like 2001. So like 20, 22 years have gone by since their last show. So, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's to me, it's just it's a really beautiful thing, you know, to celebrate the guys and to celebrate this amazing thing they created that just brings a whole bunch of people together. Yeah. Truth. What about the first show? Uh, how overwhelmingly awesome was that, seeing the response from the fans and feeling that love for this back catalogue of amazing material? And well, I mean, the, the comedy was, but the, before the first show, you know, we had the kabuki up there, and it's just like all this chaos going on right before, <laughs> before the before the kabuki drop. That was worth the price of admission right there. You know, just everyone yelling and screaming, and I'm like, I'm just sitting there like watching the whole thing, eating popcorn. You know what I mean? But uh, but no. And then when the kabuki dropped, it was like, wow, this thing's really happening. So uh, no, it was it was definitely cool. I mean, you know, so. I mean, the, the whole team that, you know, the whole Pantera crew that they assembled, everybody that's involved is really doing an amazing job with the production and, and the lighting and, the, I mean, just everything, the whole show. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it without a doubt, exceeded all my expectations of what, you know, I mean, I knew we would learn the songs, but, you know, the, the show that they put around it and everything like that, it just all, and all great people. So, you know, we're just out here. It's really a really great time, without a doubt. Well, you know, just kind of like out of the way Diamond Vinny would want it. Hell yeah. So final kind of Pantera question, and then I'm going to open it up to the room and a couple of these guys, I'm sure, have got some questions for you. But if you had to pick one, what's your favorite Pantera tune to play? So far, where you are at the tour at the moment, what's been the one that gets you the most amped up well, and excited? Well, man, I love them all, but I mean, I'd have to say there's two, uh, and that would be uh, Stairway to Heaven and Freebird. Uh, that would have to be <laughs> well, my two well. favorites right there, yeah. No, but I mean, I mean uh, no, I think the whole thing is, it's just kind of like when I play with Ozzy, you know what I mean? It's just like, what's your favorite Ozzy song to play, whether it's I Don't Know or Bark at the Moon or Mr. Crowley or when we start playing the Sabbath stuff, you know, I mean, I, I love it all. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, I mean, to me, I, it, but that's just the way I roll. I mean, I enjoy the whole process of everything. I mean, you know, even when it, somebody asked me, like, you know, once, what do you like better, playing live or making the records or what? I, I like the whole thing. I mean, there's, to me, there's no, 
there's no bad in any of it. I mean, I love the whole process, and I love the rehearsals. I love when we get up here and do it. I, I love the whole thing. So, uh, no, but all the songs, they have their own they have their own thing, you know, their own magic and everything like that. So, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, when you play Walk and everything like that, you know, I mean, because it's just like, you know, the big, the big hits and everything like that and, you know, Cowboys from Hell and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, no, I, I, I've... I got to be honest with you, the, the whole thing is just, it's been amazing. Well, I'm sure you guys will all agree there's no better man for the job. There's no other man for the job is there than this man right here. That's because I do the best laundry and I do dishes like nobody's business. He's willing to go the extra, yes. extra mile. Yes. So who would like to ask Zach a question? You, sir. I'm coming down. What's your name? What's your question? My name is Nicholas, and uh, hey, my question is for you: Is uh, has it been difficult to find the right tune, sounding like dime without being dime and honoring it at the same time? What's a, what, wait? What's the question again, buddy? Uh, in terms of your sound, yeah, has it been hard uh, finding the right tune without signing, sounding like dime but honoring instead when you play? No, it? I, I think you know, it's just like when I go out there, it's like when Randy Rhodes was playing Sabbath stuff. It sounds like Randy Rhodes playing Sabbath stuff. You know what I mean? It just yeah. it, it does, he's playing the same exact notes that Tony Iommi was playing, but it sounds like Randy playing it. You know what I mean? So, uh, or even when you hear Eddie Van Halen playing "Won't Get Fooled Again," you know when he's doing when they did a cover of the Who song. It sounds like Eddie Van Halen playing a Who song. You know what I mean? So, I think it's no different than if Dime was if we, the roles were reversed and Dime was up there playing. No More Tears or playing My Mom Coming Home or Miracle Man or anything like that, it would sound like Dime playing, you know, The Soul to No More Tears. It would just, because he, he can't help it. It's just that's what he sounds like, you know what I mean? So, uh, but that, that's the beautiful thing in everybody's playing. But, uh, but no, you know, you, you just learn it and you stay as faithful as you can to what Dime wrote. You know, so I just approach it the same way that I do when I do like Experience Hendrix. You know, you play it the way Jimi Hendrix wrote it. You know, and the same thing when, with the way with Randy or Jake and Lord Iommi and, you know, now with Dimebag. You know, you just, you, you learn the songs and you play them. Down the front here, Darren, my handsome assistant, Darren, has stepped in. Thank you. Um, you've played with Ozzy, now Pantera, Black Label, all of this. Is there like a specific concert or tour that was your favorite? Um, no, I, I, I don't know, Zach. It was touring with me. Come on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just hanging out with with Father Matt. That's the that's the favorite part of everything, you know. But uh, no, I mean, I I got to be honest with you. I love I love all of it. I love it when we're you know when I'm playing with Oz. I love when we're doing Black Label. I love it when we do the Zach Sabbath stuff. And I love playing, you know, with Rex and Phil and Charlie. So, uh, or even when I'm doing Generation X or Experience Hendrix, you know, when I'm playing with Nuno and Steve and Ingve and Tosin, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a lot of fun too, you know. I, I think, I think, I think if, with anybody, I think if you ask any musicians, it's just like, as long as you're surrounded by, you got your friends around you and you got good people around you, then, then it's a, an enjoyable experience, you know what I mean? So, uh. But no, like I said, I, I love doing all of it. Blessed. Yes, sir. One down the front, and then if anybody at your back wants to go afterwards. Hello. What's going on, boss? 
That's a serious face right now. What's happening, man? What's happening, buddy? That was it, was it? There we go. That was an easy question. You got it. Can I shake your hand? I've already done it, Zach. I've already shaked. Anybody back here first? I want to try and work the rest of the room, and then we'll come back to you, mate. Anybody back here at all? Okay, bring it there, and then we'll end on you. Yeah. I. What do you got, brother? Uh, I'm sorry, but really, I don't know what I need to ask now because I'm shocked uh, because I see you in real life. Uh, and what I need to say is thank you so much for your creativity, for your music. It's very important for me and for my friends. And uh, all I need to say is thank you so much from me, from my friends. Oh, awesome, man. Appreciate it, brother. <laughs> thank you. Oh, yeah. Hello, Sang. How you doing, boss? Hi. My name is Bjarne. <laughs> I don't Just mind. a follow-up question to the lady. Will we ever hear a sack album like your ideas? Wait, a what album? Uh, your own solo album. Uh, my own solo record? Yeah. Well, i got a couple of them out right now, so, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. The Book yeah, of yeah. Shadows stuff, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Embarrassing. They're out there. And the final question down the front here, this gentleman... Hey, mate. Uh, great to see you. Um, so, so how does it work uh, being a world-famous rock star and at the same being a father of four? How do, is, do you wear, like, two different personalities, or how does that work? No, it's, I mean, um, well, no, you know, I mean, just in, in general, I mean, I, I think, you know, being married or having kids or being in this world, you know, because I got friends of mine that are just like, wow, you still tour and you still do that, man? You know what I mean? Because now that I'm, I started, like you said, I started with Ozzy at 19 and I'm 56 years old now. So it's just like, man, Zach, I had enough of it. I'm, I went home, you know, like I, I got tired of it and I didn't, I didn't like to travel anymore or whatever. So I think, you, it's, I think it's no different than anything. You got to enjoy what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like it, you know, you either cut out for marriage or you ain't. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, if, if you're not, I, I think in general, just life in general, if you're not happy in whatever situation you're in, then you shouldn't be doing it. You know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, life is short, man. And I'm just saying, if you're miserable, then like, what, what am I doing this for? You know what I mean? It's just like, it's not even a matter of that. It's just like, I'm done. I'm going home. I mean, you know, if, you, if, if something sucks, whatever, whatever job you're doing or whatever, it's just like, uh, or any relationship you're in or anything like that. I mean, if you're miserable, you, you're just like, what am I doing here? So, you know, I mean, I'm fortunate in that I still love it and I look forward to it every day. And I look forward to getting on stage every day. And I look, you know, I thank the good Lord every day for just another day to to be here and hang out with you guys, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, I'm truly blessed, without a doubt. Well, Zach, I've got to say. And, and I get to have Father Matt in my life. That's another blessing right there. <laughs> you look amazing. You smell amazing. Yes, uh, that's because I haven't showered in six weeks. So, you know, that's what it is. And uh, I can't wait to see tonight, man. I'm so excited. And just thank you for, for being you and everything you do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please join me in thanking the wonderful Zach. Yeah! 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sorry, it just started fucking raining and shit. It got crazy out there, man. Here comes the rain. <laughs> Corey Taylor, ladies and gentlemen. Dion. Hold that for me. Corey, I used to work on Kerrang Radio in the UK, and you were a mainstay at that station when oh, it was yeah, in the punished people. Days. Yeah, I, I wouldn't let him. Like, I was like, I'm coming down whether you want me to or not, goddammit. He was basically on the payroll. He'd come by, he'd do takeover shows. I remember one of my favorite moments. We did a playback for The House of uh, Golden Bones Part 2. Oh, that's right. A- and you and I just sat on a stage in a room not dissimilar to this with a crowd about the same size, played the entire record in front of everyone, uh-huh. and you were just looking at me the whole time like, like, oh, this like is do they like it? Talk. I'm not sure if they like it. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, it they was loved crazy. It. And then we did a chat, and uh, I've just got so many fond memories, and it's been 10 years since I last saw you in person. I know, so man. Jesus. What a way to reconnect and catch up with all of these lovely people. So thank you for being yeah, here, that's guys. That's all good, man. Well, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Dude, I've interviewed you so many times over the years, but like reading up on your story today, I'm just going to go straight in with this if it's all right. Yeah. Not really truly understanding the extreme levels of adversity, hardship, pain, terrible stuff that you endured at such a young age i just wonder if you wouldn't mind shedding some light on how you got through that because it could have gone any number of ways for a kid like you and the life that you've built for yourself is so inspiring and positive and filled with joy and creativity and there must there must have seemed like at times there was no way out but here we are how did you get out of it and through it all man i mean i mean it's a good question um i think a lot of it had to do with just my will to not let all of that break me down at the you know at the end of the day um i mean i i there were times in my life when i was homeless there were times in my life where i was abused on so many different levels um there were times in my life where i was broke and hungry and starving and you know there were times where there was nowhere safe for me to go um i think there were a, a number of elements that kept me going obviously music helped me kind of focus and and stay on a track that you know that i was uh, that i was able to kind of adhere to um obviously there were slippery slopes like drugs and, and alcohol and stuff that that you know numbed things for me but at the same time i knew that there was i, I just had this inherent idea that there was something more for me you know so i never let anything in that present detract me from carrying on into the future. I'm being attacked by a tr- tent behind me right now. You can tell. <laughs> Let's I batten keep, down that I hatchet. keep looking at it. It's like, it's like, the, it's like the, it's like, could this fucking day get any weirder, man? I mean, okay. It's fine. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's, there are many days where I wake up and go, I can't believe I'm alive. 
Um, and, you know, but at the same time, I mean, I think that's due to the fact that I was just too stubborn to die <laughs> or too stubborn to, to let any of that kill me, you know? Because, I mean, the, the words that will... The worst thing that you can do is let that kill too much of your soul. There's obviously a numbness that can happen. But if you realize that life is definitely worth living and worth holding on to, and there are fucking amazing things that you can experience in your life, then all of that is temporary. All of that stuff is temporary. And you can carry yourself through those harder issues. You know what I mean? What was that? Thank you. That's, that's like day four festival can, voice is what exactly. that is. I can relate. Yeah. That man has done time in the festival. He's just like, oh, dear God. I've seen toilets that will turn your stomach. And we all have. I tell you what, I've got to say this on record. The toilets at this festival are the cleanest I've ever seen in my you life. You know why? Respect <laughs> to Copenhagen. You know why? Because all the dudes are pissing outside. My wife, <laughs> my poor wife, climbed out of the van with it to get over to the to the con thing that we were doing, and she turned around, and this dude, dude just got his hog out, just pissing right, and she just went, oh, so this is Denmark, all right. <laughs> and that's coming from a woman who spent time at the biker rallies in, uh, in, uh, in America, man, so she's seen some shit, so she just went, oh, okay, there we go, we're just going to head in this direction. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, of course they're spotless. No, everybody's pissing outside. <laughs> I love it. We played, and this is a true story. One of the first times Slipknot played a festival, I think it was Austria. We they had us in these compounds like back here, and then there was like this long road. There was a fence, and then here's the audience, right? And then there's the stage, and we came off the bus, and we look, and there are there had to be twenty dudes with they'd fished it through the fence, and they're pissing. I mean, it looked, and we were just like, <laughs> shit. I mean, it was off-putting, to say the least. I was like, oh, oh okay, here we go. We're just going to finish. <laughs> Y'all are fucked. Thank you for those words, though, Corey. Very truthful from the heart and inspiring. And I think we can all relate. Not those words, the words before. It's all very inspiring. <laughs> you fucking asshole. But thank you. Um, oh, you're welcome. And you're obviously a father now, and your lad was here, I think, yeah. two days ago. He was yeah. here, played with Vended. And it was yesterday, yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, he was here yesterday, man. How proud must you be? I know you were you know, estranged for your, from your dad for much yeah, of your, yeah. your younger years, and so to be now a mentor and um, you know, a parent yeah. um, and to see your son thrive and excel in the same field must be such a joy and such a reward. I mean... There's no better feeling to me than being able to sit on the side of the stage and watch him play, man, you know? Because it, it takes me back to the times where he would be on the side of the stage while I was playing, and I would have him running my waters for me, you know? So I, I would come back, he would have my water, I'd grab a drink, you know? So I was able to return the favor at one of his, like, big festival shows. So I was there with the water, and I was just like... It was fucking brilliant, man. And it's, as a father, I, uh, you know, there were, 
there were times where I wasn't there because I worked, you know, and I tried to infuse as much joy and love into every second that we had together, you know. And then obviously, as he becomes older and he gets into his teenage years, there's a butting of heads that naturally happens. It happens with almost everybody, you know. It's just a, uh, a confluence of not understanding the other point of view because you're all kind of going into a, a different part of your life. But now, as he has really embraced his future, you know, and what he was born to do, which I'm very jealous of because he is a fucking natural at it, man. Like... I was never that good when I was his age. You had to like, work for it. Oh, he's just gone. I was fucking awful. I mean, I, I was just up on stage going, does anybody like to hear a song? Like just, my balls hadn't dropped yet. Like it was a whole, it was a whole damn thing, you know? And he's so good at it, man, that it has, it has brought on this whole next level of our relationship, man. You know, like he's an adult now. So we talk as adults he asks me, you know, if he has it, if he wants advice, I, you know, I give it to him. I, I know half the time he's not going to listen to me, but at the same time, it's special, man. We talk more now than we did five years ago when he was, you know, he, he was still kind of a, 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 you know, full of piss and vinegar, basically. And uh, and like I said, man, I mean, I'm, I'm just so proud that he has found the thing that makes his heart sing. And I will... Follow him into battle every fucking day if I could. You know, he's just such a good kid. He's rad. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah it really is. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, I mean, it's special. And, and I think it's because I didn't push him to do it. You know, I let him kind of figure it out himself. And uh, when, when you do that, they naturally... They, they kind of follow that path to the thing that makes them want to do something special, you know. And, and he, he's still, that, that band is full of people that he went to school with, man. So that's really special that they're, they're you know, bros that, that went to school. They started it together. They fought for it together. And they've just made something fucking amazing, dude. Yeah, it's rad. It's so fucking cool. And Clown is out with you. He joined you in yes. the UK at yes, Download Festival. Yeah. It was touch yeah. and go for a moment. And how amazing to have him here. And like, it's funny because I feel like Slipknot are one of those bands, right? I hope you don't mind me saying this. They're almost a band that people sometimes will for them to fail or falter yeah. for whatever reason. And, yeah. and do, do you get a strange sense of inspiration and incentive and a joy out of wanting to prove the naysayers wrong because you're an unstoppable juggernaut of a band and you continue right. to plow forward no matter what obstacles present themselves but is that part of what what drives the the engine do you think it's just like you ain't seen nothing yet i mean it's it's a good question you know to be honest i mean there's a part of us that we always knew that we had so many strikes against us, even in the beginning, for Christ's sakes. I mean, think about it. Look at, look at it on paper. Nine dudes from Iowa in masks and coveralls playing brutal fucking crazy heavy metal music, you know? And there was no fucking way that that should have worked. And yet, we just exploded, you know? So, it, I, I don't know if we did it because we thought people didn't think we could do it, but it definitely made us happy that we showed a lot of people that we fucking did. Especially people back from Des Moines. We were just like, fuck you. So, I know there is, there are still 
misconceptions about our group and, and misconceptions about the people in the group and you know how we are as people what we do how we make music and whatnot honestly the only thing that we like to do is to just get together and make this music together as a band and then we just go out and try to pummel it as much as possible now obviously it's not like when we were in our 20s i mean i'm fucked up but <laughs> i i at least get on stage and try to do it physically as hard as i possibly can you know because that to me is the only reason worth doing it you know is to get out there and just do it take it right up to the edge and back again if you can do it you know so i uh i you know i love the fact that every time we put an album out people are like this is it they fucked themselves this is it and we're never gonna fucking do it and we always end up coming back and going well fuck you i guess we didn't you know so it's a good feeling you know and it is an evolution, isn't it? It has to yeah. evolve. It has to move forward and change. And like right. I remember hearing stories of you guys playing in, back in the day on like you know whether it was Warp Tour or festivals of that kind, and people would say you would go so hard in the sound check that you'd be like side of stage puking through your mask. And that, my friends, is how that interview right there ended. I asked Corey that exact, well, not question. I was leading to a question, which was going to be, you know, obviously as you get older, you can't perform with the same intensity of a young band. How has things changed? Blah, blah, blah. Um, And the the chat was going so well, and we were getting into some really interesting and in-depth areas. And then the lights cut out, the mics cut out, basically all the electricity in the little area that we were in completely cut out because it was getting quite wet, quite stormy. Um... (laughs) And then this kind of immediate sense of panic set in. And I was just like, uh, what are we going to do now? We can't carry on this thing, but also how are we going to wrap it in a way that doesn't piss people off? Because we kind of just all sat you know, down into this little intimate zone. We'd started to get into some really in-depth stuff. And uh, the rain came to kill us all. So that's it. We end on a cliffhanger for this week. Um, but I hope you enjoyed those three conversations. There's just something I love so much about doing live q and a's anywhere but especially at festivals um and i was just at download recently as well and i recorded a live podcast there with pritchard from dirty sanchez uh, and that is going to be hopefully um a new podcast series which me and him are developing we kind of recorded the pilot for that show at download it went really well thank you to everybody who came and, and made it special um thank you to everybody who came to all the chats out in copenhagen as well um and yeah i just announced the other day that i'm going to be going out to wacken festival in germany in august to record some live q a's out there as well one of which will be with my stoke the fire co-host and dear brother jesse leach which i'm very excited about um i think i'm going to do another one with jim from pennywise who's become a good friend of mine over the last couple of years and then i think we're going to try and confirm one or maybe two or three more. Um, so if you're at Wacken, please do keep your eye on the, you know, the bill, um, the festival app, etc. And uh, yeah, hopefully you can come down and check out some live Q&A action there as well, which I will record and, and put them out on the podcast at a later date. Uh, and I'm looking at some other very exciting live Q&A opportunities as we speak as well. So lots going on, uh, and there will be more regular episodes throughout July. I've got a ton in the bank. I think I've got about 15 episodes recorded and ready to go with some truly amazing and really interesting guests. So if you're not already, please do subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
Give me a follow on social media as well, at Matt Stocks DJ with two Ts, S-T-O-C-K-S, DJ is where you'll find me uh, on Facebook, Twitter, although I don't really use Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram and Facebook are the main two platforms I use. Um, so yeah, come over there and say hello. And thank you as always for listening. Thank you to my amazing guest this week. And thank you one last time to everybody at Copenhagen for treating me like... Um, like a star. Not that I am, but I felt like one whilst I was there. Uh, they were really just gracious, generous, and awesome. So thank you to the guys at Copenhagen, and thank you to you for listening. I'll see you again very soon. I hope next week for episode 290 of Life in the Stocks. Till then, take care. Peace.